we will continue what, we, what I was teaching. Now, like I tell you all the time, it's really about what you do with the message. It's what you do. Now, I hope all of you have been listening to the word this week. You've been taking your three shots. Eyes still clear or not clear? Huh? Is it clear? Like, remember what I said concerning change? The topic is faith for a change. Remember what I said concerning change? In God's mind, he's not looking to just change your situation. You know, people are thinking of, oh God, change my estate. Oh God, change my situation. Oh God, change my life. Oh God, change my destiny. You know, do something new in my life. Something new in my life. Oh, something new in my life. Oh, Lord, yeah, do something in my life. Something new in my life. Something new in my life. Oh, Lord. Those songs, those songs should never be sung. They are wrong. They are wrong. So, from last week, I began to tell you the things that order change in the kingdom. The first one I said is that change will only happen when you change. See, he said, this people's heart is wax gross. That scripture is very powerful. I think we should go there. So, he says in Matthew 13, verse 50, he said, for this people's heart is wax gross. And their ears are dull of hearing. Can you imagine? He says, their heart has waxed gross. Now, I, I shared this scripture in LA before I came here. When he says their, their heart has waxed gross, it means that their heart has become gross. That means probably before it was not. Their heart has become gross. There's this um, tendency of your heart waxing gross when you have stayed in church for long. After a while, you think you know everything. Why does it look like it's always the new members who are on fire? You understand? See, those who came before, when they now see the new people, they see that, oh, we all came like that, and of course. <laughs> we all, you know, when we came, we're all on fire. So, so it's now your turn. After two, three years, you stroll into church. You know the time worship is happening, so you will not come early because... Pastor will come. I know pastor comes normally around 10. So, so, and you know, worship is no longer something. Years ago, I mean, when worship was happening, like, Patrick would just lift a song. My beloved. Because you just lift your hand like this. The most beautiful. After a while, you know it. You say that, Patrick, when you finish singing, my beloved, he'll go to Olu Washemiro today. So, so as he starts, you say you go to Olu Hashem. Then on that day, Patrick decided to actually sing Olu Hashem. He said, "Olu," ah, I said it, I said it. You see, so your heart has started waxing gross. It is more difficult for people who have stayed in church for long to receive a miracle than for those who just came in. I'm a pastor. I'm telling you the truth. It is more difficult to get someone who has been in church for long to receive a miracle. Because those who have been, they think they know it. So the moment you say, faith, uh, Pastor, I know it's come to say our faith. Hebrews 11. And you know, you can see it even amongst certain Christians. They have no evidence of faith in their life. Yet when you start preaching on faith, they will even quote the scriptures for you. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things those. Meanwhile, you have no evidence of the thing you are saying. I remember when I was teaching on three nights of faith and power. And when I, those things, they, they annoy me. I'll break it. I'll just destroy it. Three nights of faith and power. The first day, I said, I'm coming to dismantle all your thinking of faith. I'm going to dismantle everything. We start rebuilding. Because sometimes when you come to a place like this, you might think, oh, I've been a Christian. You know, I know something. You come in. What you do is that you now add what we have taught you. You add it to the one you already know, which is wrong. So then it does not really work. Because you are now having a strange drink. Having a strange drink. Usually, I'll tell you, I said, you pour yours away first. Because... The fact that you don't have evidence of it shows that you don't know it. I told you, I said, in this kingdom, we don't know what you know by what you can or what you have read. We know what you know by what you can do. Anybody can, can memorize the scripture. So we come together, 
no, so I, when we started, I started talking about, I said, so we want to talk about faith. No, three nights of faith and power. So somewhere, somehow, I just opened YouTube because, you no, know, those meetings were strictly studio meetings and it was online. So I went to YouTube and someone in the comment section began to define faith. I said, if you understand, you know faith. What are you doing here? Leave. Do you understand? You know, the other guy say, you know, faith is not seeing. My friend, shut up. Filled with, with, with head knowledge. You are filled with head knowledge on the topics and on the subjects. Calm down. That, that is how I grew. I decided that, you no, know, everything I know, let me throw it away and start afresh and build from the foundation again. Because the fact that I don't have evidence of it shows that I don't know it. Even prayer. Okay, so, oh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right, so, you know this scripture. What has it done in your life? No evidence. It means you don't know it. So then you have to listen. So it says, this people's heart is wax gross. Then their ears are dull of hearing. Is, is, is it not amazing that the scripture says, he that had an ear, let him hear. He didn't say he that had ears. So that means he's not talking about this. There is an ear. Not ears. There is an ear. That one is not physical ears. It's an ear. I'll come to that. And their eyes have closed. Then he says, lest at any time they should see with their eyes. Okay. At any time, if they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their hearts and should be converted. The word converted is they should change and should be converted and I should heal them. So the healing they are looking for is the change. But God is saying that he is not the one in charge of the change. He said, lest at any time, if they should hear with their ears, see with their eyes, and understand with their hearts, and should change. So, the people want to be healed. But God says, it's not about the healing. You know, the reason why I said singing those songs is rubbish is that we sing it as though God heal me, as though God is the one not healing you. God, heal me as though God is the one keeping the healing from you. You should understand. One thing you have to, you have to set up your mind in, with God is that God is a good God. He is not the one responsible for the trouble. Settle it in your mind. He said, if they can, if they, they can see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, he says, and they will change. Then I should heal them. That's the same thing Elijah told Elisha. He said, if you see me taking away, you have it. He didn't say, if you see me taking away, I will give it to you. No. If you see it, because it's a law of the spirit. Once you see it, nobody can take it away from you. He says the things which are hidden, he says they are for God. But the ones that are revealed. So the moment God reveals something, it's yours. Once you see it, it belongs to you. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. I'll show you a scripture there. Let's start from verse 14. You know, church is a school. That's the reason why, you know, when you come, come with a mentality you are going to school. Church is a school. Let's start from 13. Mm-mm-mm-mm, 12. Okay, so I'll start from 12 so you get it. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. It's 13. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. Now he's over here, he's contrasting the law and the spirit. Okay. He's saying that the children of Israel are not able to make contact with the spirit and the new God's new way of doing things. That's God's new order. That's the New Testament. He said the children of Israel are finding it difficult to accept it. He said because, now he starts explaining. So from here you now get the context very well. So from verse 14, he says, But their minds were blinded. For until this day remained the same veil on taking away in the reading of the Old Testament. Hey, 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 hey. You know, anytime you read the Old Testament and you try to judge people by that, you know what you are showing? You are showing that there's truly blindness on you. At the beginning of this year, I was sitting with a friend. Oh, some of you know it. I've said it. I'll say it again. I was sitting with a friend. He was having a magnetic earring. I collected it. I put it and I took a nice picture. It was looking good on me. All of a sudden, people started posting it. What kind of pasta is this? What kind of pastor, how can a pastor wear an earring? Says, I'm like, are you, are you for serious? Then they posted, why are they saying that? Deuteronomy chapter, ah! Deuteronomy chapter 22, indeed today. 
I'm reading this scripture for you. If, if, if I wrote it, tell me. It's, <laughs> it said, but their minds were blinded for until this day, remaining the same veil. You know, it's so difficult to speak to people who think it is about that. Because there's a veil. He said they have been, there's a blindness on their mind. No matter what you say, they can't see it. Have you met people like that before? You, you're saying, no, Jesus has brought, and it's no longer about, Bible says, henceforth, no, we know man after the flesh. Jesus is not looking at things like that. You say it, and no, 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 no. Leviticus. <laughs> then he says what? In the reading of the he said, which veil is gone away in Christ? Verse 15. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, when he talks about Moses is read, talking about the Old Testament, he calls the Lord Moses. When Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. I told you, I said, when I was teaching on Christ and Christianity, I said, the Old Testament can never stand on its own. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Can never stand on its own because it is veiled. It is uh, similitudes and symbols. So when you sit with the scriptures, you understand that the script, scriptures complement each other and they are working together. But even unto this day, when Moses read, the veil is upon their heart, verse 16. Now you understand this scripture very well. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now he says that when it shall turn to the Lord, he said when they turn to the Lord, he said immediately the veil will be taken away. Now he will explain which Lord, which Lord. Then you understand this scripture we've been quoting very well, verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. You now understand that scripture? He said, the moment you turn to the Holy Ghost, the veil is taken off. All of a sudden, you will not start judging people that they have Rasta. They are men who have Rasta, so they will not go to heaven. You will stop judging people and say that, oh, this guy, no, he's not going to heaven because he has died. He said, when he shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken off. He said, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Verse 18. Then he now begins to talk about change. 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 I said, don't focus first on changing the situation. Let us start with you changing because it is with you changing that will now cause the situation to change. But we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed. Oh God. Last week I was saying, you take shots of the word. You take shots of the word. When you, you know, I mean, time will not permit me to go back then and go and I said, the word of God is also like wine. He said, oh, everyone that tested, come to me. He said, come and buy wine and milk and that without money, all right? So, and, and verse 11, he said, so is everywhere that cometh out of my mouth. So the word is like a wine, all right? So you want the situation to change. So you sit with the situation, you know, you're not focusing on the situation, at that time, now let me tell you why people's problems always persist. This will show you why people's problems always persist. This scripture is so powerful. It shows why people's problems always persist. Is that but we all with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed. Now, you will see two main things here. You said beholding and change. Beholding and change always move together. So some people are always beholding their problem. They are changing to the problem. So their problems will continue to persist because the more they keep looking at the problem, it will never be solved. It will never be solved. So I said, you are feeling normal. You are feeling normal. And with your normal self, with your normal self, you look at the problem, you will be depressed. With your normal self, you look at the problem, you will, not, will be hopeless. With your normal self, you will look at the problem, you, you, it will always be you know, overwhelming for you. Because that is your normal self. And that is how human beings respond. So if, why do people, when they, when they fall into sorrow, why do they go and drink? Because they want to forget the problem. They want to enter another state that overlooks the problem, another state that is greater than the problem. That is why they drink. Because they want to get into another state that is greater than the problem. The same way when a Christian gets into trouble or gets into he's supposed to go into another state. He must change before the problem changes. So God is first of all looking at you. You must change. So how will you change? I said, one of the ways is by taking the word as wine. You take the first shot, you are still looking normal. You take the second shot, you are still looking normal. 
Third, by, by night, you are still looking normal. You go on the next day. You start again. You go on the next day. You start again. You go on the next day. You are you're on it. It depends on the kind of issue you have. It depends on the kind of issue you have. When you hit it, one, two, three, four, on the third day, all of a sudden, something begins to happen. Now you have changed. And by virtue of you changing, something begins to happen. I will now show you that thing. Open your Bible. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's go to verse 16. Redeem in the time because the days are evil. Verse 17. It says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. What is the will of the Lord? He's now telling you, this is the will of the Lord. Then I'll go to verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Then in verse 19, he says, speaking. Hold on. Now go to Proverbs 23. Speaking. Verse 29. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath babbling? If, if the Bible is for you, underline babbling. You know what babbling is? Go to the book of Acts. Now, let's say you are taking the wine shots. You are taking wine shots. The word. You are taking the word. It's going in. It's going in. It's going in. It's going in. You are changing now. The problem has still not changed though. But you are changing. So now, we are not going to convert your changing into changing the problem. Are you getting it? So we're going to convert your changing because now you have to change. You have to change. You have to look at things differently now. Now you see things differently. Now, you are hopeless about the situation now. There's, hope, there's some hope. There's some hope. You're looking at it and so, oh, there's some hope. We can do something about this thing. Now, you have changed. Everybody around you is thinking, this family can never be anything. I know some of you, they've, they told you, you know, this family, we are good for nothing. So, you know, they've told you that kind of thing. So, it's been in your mind. After a while, you look at yourself. Now, you have, you have changed. You have changed. You don't think like that again. So, now we're going to convert your changing into changing the situation. So, you go to... Acts chapter 17. I said, who had babbling? Okay, go to uh, the scripture we shared, Proverbs 23, 29 first. I read that last week and I'll bring out a point from there. It says, who had woe? Who had sorrow? Who had contention? Now, we are using this to, to, to identify somebody who is drunk. That's what, okay, look at it. Who had babbling? Who had wounds without cause? Who had redness of eyes? Verse 30. Did that tarry longer than wine? Alright, so he's showing you, verse 29 is showing you people who tarry longer than wine. This is what happens to them. So you either see them with woe, you either see them with contention, or you see them with babbling. So I'm telling you, now we're going to underline babbling and see why babbling is a sign of drunkenness. And that is one of the things, first things that we have to notice about you when you change. Babbling. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, verse 17. Therefore disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons and the market daily with them that met with him. Verse 18. Then certain philosophers, now you have to understand philosophers. Philosophers are people who are going to say, you know, mentally correct things. You know, the economy in Ghana is not really set up in a way to, you know, young people are not going to succeed because of the kind of economy. Philosophers, nice philosophies. That the average, you know, Ghanaian cannot be compared to the average American. Yeah, high rate of unemployment. It's like, and you, we all look at it and look as though, oh yes. Let me tell you, if you sit with news and they tell you this thing, if you listen to it for one week, you will lose hope. You become hopeless. If you say, ah, they should have given birth to me in UK. Let me tell you this. Problems gravitate towards their solution. The fact that you are born in Ghana means you will survive this thing. Yeah. You are the one built for it. No, sir. I, my, the soft life is for me, sir. The soft life. <laughs> Kai, look at this. Then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stoics encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? Who is this babbler? Paul. He said, what will this babbler say? They called him a babbler because the things the guy is saying has, and their philosophy is different. Everybody's saying the economy is hard. But when you come around, you say, no, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Until your language is like this consistently, and people say, you're a babbler. It means you are not drunk. What will this babbler say? Babbling. It's like, you're, you're talking, has, it's like, he said, who had babbling? Those that tarry longer the wine. So when you take, you listen to the word of God long enough, it begins to now come out of your mouth. 
then it begins to look like babbling. Because drunk people, when they are talking, is babbling. Have you seen a drunk man before? Uh, why did you put these things that are not important? Why did you put this that was over here, over here? Hey, you people, all the little children, come here. <laughs> you understand? It, talking, babbling, talking. Some of them can talk. <laughs> they will talk, talk. Especially when you are standing close to them. And it will be entering you. <laughs> you know, there's a team, those times in Ghana, there was a team called Gapua. I mean, you don't, you've never heard of Gapua? Oh, you guys are small. It's an old team. When I mention Olympics, Gas of Folk, Gapoa. All you wish is that a drunk man does not mention the name of that team close to you. Gapoa. Because <laughs> 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 they say, Me, I support Gapoa. You can fall under the power. <laughs> oh, Babla. Oh, they called me a babbler. When I started taking shots of the wine, when I started going to church fresh, it looked as though nothing was changing. It looked as though nothing was changing. I was going, I was going, I was going. And the pastor was ministering to me, ministering. I'm hiding in one corner. They are sharing things. Telling you that they were giving you words. What the scripture says concerning you. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor. That we through his poverty might become rich. They were telling me that. They were telling me, I was hearing things like, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I was hearing that. Sometimes when I had sickness in my body, I'll be hearing words. I'll be hearing things that, you know, uh, those that dwell in Zion shall not say I am sick. I was hearing those things. So now, it now turned into babbling. So now I, when I walk out of the place, it took time. It took time, but it entered me. When I walk out of the place and I started going home, and I started you know, walking around with people who are, who are normal, I like philosophers and Epicureans. When I meet them like that, and they start talking about, you know, life, life is not how you see it. Life is how you make it. Hustle hard. You understand? But in church, I was taking different things, and they were telling me that it's not about hustling. Grace is working for me. So, no, you know, pastor, you know, you have to really hustle. You see, it's better. You know, in, in Christ, you see, in Christ, this is not about laziness. In Christ, we don't labor into the grace. We labor because we have the grace. You see, there's a difference. There's some people struggling, struggling, and the thing that it's legit because they struggled. It's one of the things you have to change your mind on it. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, but I'm labored more abundantly than they all. He said, yet not I, by the grace of God that was with me. That means, because of the grace, because I know the grace works, because, you see, if you don't get to work, it means you don't believe there's grace. Because if there's truly grace, it's like having uh, a matchet that can bring down a tree. They say, bring down the tree. When you bring down the tree, we'll give you money. Then you have the matchet, you say, this matchet can bring down the tree. This matchet can bring down the tree. bring down the tree and collect money. No, you know this matchet. Do you know this? He said, no, bring down the, the tree and we'll give you the money. He said, no, this machet, I have the best machet in the world. You're not going to get it done. But he said, okay, when you bring it down, then someone gives you a very sharp machet. He said, okay, bam, 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 the tree is down. Because of the grace, you went to work and it, the grace worked. But some people, no machet, they want to bring down the tree. So they are pushing the tree, pushing the tree. Pushing, it can take them long to get the tree down. But I believe in grace. Yes. Yes. Grace is better than muscle. Grace is better than hustle. I've rhymed. I believe in the grace of God. I believe in the grace of God. I don't get involved in things that don't work. When I get involved with it, it's going to work. Yes. So when I started going home, I started telling my mom, I said, Mommy, I'm a great guy. There's greatness all over me. That's the response. But I didn't stop my confession. I didn't stop speaking like that. I told you the story of my friend who used to pray. Every time my mom goes around that park, you see my friend. And you should see us those times. Your head is involuntarily big. <laughs> and he happened to have like a bigger head. Not that, like... Although, because those times were very slim, like our head would just definitely come out more. But like he actually naturally had, right? 
So when he's praying, you can see the movements. So he was, he was praying, praying. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. My mother will come to the house. I drive back. Oh no! Yeah, I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Musa and Kola, Kola, we. Kaya, I'm in charge. Today he's in charge. Today he's in charge. He recently got married. He's in charge. Working well in a very powerful company. I mean, he has employed people. He's in charge. And you know the kind of family he's coming from? He shouldn't be employer of labor. Babbler. You have to be a babbler. Professional babbling. After you, 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 you hear the word of God, the Bible says that don't be the, like the person who looks into a mirror and sees what, what, the, what, what is said concerning him in the mirror. The Bible says, and straight away forget what image he saw. Because some of you come to church and you see the mirror, the mirror of the word of God. You look into it and say, wow, wow, wow. God has made me great. God has made me this. God has made me that. In Christ, I'm rich. In Christ, I'm healthy. In Christ, I'm strong. Then you walk out of here. Then something small happens. You just reverse your car. Someone who was selling egg. You have poured out all her egg. And you have to pay. Then you come out. Oh God, why? See, that thing that happened has now, you have let it alter your status. What, what has happened? What, hap- what was said in the book of James? Yes. He said, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he was. So what you see in the scriptures about you, when you go away from there, don't forget the manner of man you saw. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 again. Look at it. I said, look at the change, how the change is happening. Because God knows that what you see is what you become. I said what you don't want, you don't watch, all right? So God knows that what you see is what you become. He said, behold, the, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. I've, I've, I've explained this many times, but, you know, because we have some new members here, I have to repeat, all right? So he says, but we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let me explain, all right? Let's see. Um, stand here, stand here, stand here, all right? So, now, see what I'm wearing. I look nice, right? Yes, so, I, I'm looking really nice. And this is the true image of Nate. Alright? So, let's say this is a mirror. And this is what's showing the mirror. Now, there's a problem with this mirror. The problem with this mirror is that when I look into a mirror, when Nate looks into the mirror, he's supposed to see himself looking just like this now he he begins to look at the mirror and he begins to see me now he's looking at the mirror and in the mirror he's supposed to see himself anybody who looks into a mirror and sees another person that mirror is from the evil forest right so he looks into the mirror and he's seeing me but actually, what he's seeing is himself in a more beautiful version. Alright? So, even though on the outside, he's probably not looking the way he probably wants to look. But he looks into the mirror, there's a different story being told in that mirror. But it is him. So, it's, it's, it's surprising him what he's seeing in the mirror. Thank you. Now, I'm looking for the best way to explain this. Alright, so let's look at it. So, I look into the mirror and I see I'm supposed to see myself. So I look in the mirror, I'm supposed to see exactly what I'm wearing. But I look into the mirror, I'm carrying more money. I look into the mirror, and it is the same me. I'm looking better. I'm looking in the mirror, probably I had a leg pain. But when I look in the mirror, I'm fine. I'm having a heart issue. But when I look in the mirror, no heart issue. But it's the same me. That is the reason why I'm not able to turn away, because it's actually the same me. So I look at it, this is me. Then the mirror begins to talk back to me. The mirror says, so I begin to think, no, this is not me. Because I can see what I look like. The mirror begins to talk back to me. He says, yeah, that's you. How is it me? He says, no, that's you. This is you. How is it me? Okay. Then let's go back to the scripture. He says, but we all with an open face. Behold, behold us in a glass. The word glass there is the mirror. He says, beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord. No, hold on. He calls what I am seeing the glory of the Lord. So it now becomes wrong for you to pray and sing that let the glory of the Lord come down. 
Because what you are seeing in the mirror is the glory of the Lord. And he's calling you that you are seeing the mirror. He calls you the glory of the Lord. So you will not accept anybody coming to prophesy to you that they have put your glory in a shoe. Because when you look into the mirror, you are the glory of the Lord. So he says, all right, I'm looking to the mirror. He says, I changed. Now, that is the reason why what I look like here is different from what I'm seeing there. Because there is place for change. What do I do to see who I am now change into what I see in the mirror? Behold. All I need to do is to behold. I keep looking at it. God says, don't turn your eyes. Because if you turn your eyes, you will see what you're wearing. So he says, well, hold, behold it. As I kept beholding, as I kept looking at this, wow, I look really nice. Wow, I look really fine. All of a sudden, my shoes begin to change. But God will still say, don't look at the shoe. But the change is happening. You say, don't look at the shoe. Keep looking here. Keep looking here. Then I begin to observe, my watch has changed. My top has changed. Then for many people, what now robs them of their victory is that while they were looking at the mirror, they stopped and began to look at themselves. Exactly what Peter did. He actually started walking on water. And while he was walking on water, while he was walking on water, the Bible says he began to observe the waves. He should have kept looking at Jesus. The moment Jesus Christ said, now that is the same principle. When he kept looking at Jesus, he said, Master, if it is you, tell me to come. When he was looking at Jesus and following what Jesus said, he actually was walking on water. So that means Peter was another Jesus. But then while he was walking, he took his eyes off Jesus. And he began to observe, hey, the waves are serious. The waves are serious. It's too serious. It's too serious. Bible says immediately he began to sink. You see, some people take not having faith, they take it lightly. Let me tell you something. The moment you start unbelief, that moment you start going down. That moment. Some people think unbelief is, you know, I just don't have faith. I don't know how to. Ah. You cannot say, I just have also. No. No. No, the moment you start unbelief, the moment the unbelief starts, that is the time you started going down. Jesus spoke to the fig tree. When he spoke to the fig tree, he said, no man shall eat of you again. Now, when he finished, he left. He left. The next day he came. Now, at the time he left, the other disciples were looking at Jesus and looking at the tree because they are used to looking at situations. They are used to looking at the problem. They are used to looking at what is wrong. They are used to looking at it. They are checking. Jesus said, the tree should wither. Has it withered? They are checking. Has it withered? On that day, Peter started talking to Andrew. See, every time Jesus Christ speaks to blind eyes, they open. He speaks to deaf ears, they open. But for the first time, Jesus spoke to a tree. Nothing happened. Jesus, where the far? How do we know that was their conversation? Because the next day, they walked past it. Jesus did not look at the fig tree again. Because as far as he is concerned, he has said it and that is it. But Peter and the rest were, hey, the tree, the tree. Then the Bible says, they realized that the tree has actually withered. The tree had actually withered. So, what does it tell us? It shows us that the tree died from the roots the day Jesus spoke. So on the outside, nobody saw the change, but it had died from the roots. It was dead. The tree was dead. It took people who were doing infifim to realize it. But Jesus knew that when he speaks. The same with unbelief. The moment, that moment, that you start unbelief, that moment is when you start sinking. That moment, that very time. He says, what do you do to be changed into that image? So what is the image? What is that glass? That glass there is the mirror. So go back to the book of James chapter 1. Start from 22. So, you're going to see what this mirror is, or that glass is. He said, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Come on. He said, when you are only hearers, and you're not doers, he says, what is, something is happening. He said, you are deceiving yourself. Then verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is... Like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Remember what he said in Corinthians. He said, We all with an open face beholding in a glass. So he says, The person over here who is a hearer and not a doer, he is like a man who beholds his natural face in a glass. That means the word is the glass. So, who is that first person outside? I'm not good in chemistry. 
But when you look in the glass, I can do all things through Christ that is me. My parents don't have money. But when you look in the glass, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might become rich. I need deliverance. He had delivered, he had delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. I'm delivered. So, everything I thought I was not, when I look into the glass, I really was. I really was. Then, it's not my experience yet. God says, to make it your experience, behold. Keep looking at it. Keep staring at it. Keep staring at it. It might look like nothing is changing. Behold. Keep looking at it. Keep looking at what God told you. Keep looking at that prophetic word. Keep looking at that scripture. Keep looking at it. Keep watching it. Keep watching it. And keep saying it. <laughs> now, you become a babbler. You are saying the same thing. You are saying what you've heard. So now your prayer is not, oh God, why is this happening to my family? Oh God, why is this happening to us? Oh God, why is this one? When you wake up in the morning, this family is blessed. We walk in the blessing of the Lord. We walk in the blessing of the Lord. We walk in the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord that make it rich and added no sorrow to it. You become a babbler. They look at you and they say, why are you talking like this? Why are you talking like this? You know this family, we don't, we don't do this. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know this family, we don't go far. <laughs> you understand? When, say, when they say those things, don't in a hurry to say, no, not me. No, you know, those things are... Uh, sometimes emotional responses. You have to respond with the word of God. So you, it's not just Tofiakwa. It's not in the Bible. Tofiakwa is not in the Bible. <laughs> so when you say something against them, say, oh, this will be a It's not in the Bible. This one. It's not in the Bible. <laughs> Tofiakwa. It's not in the Bible. No, someone says, someone says something against you. Uh, you know, this family, there's this certain gods that have been doing something against the family. Then they will start crying. Your response. There's no enchantment against Jacob. <laughs> There's no enchantment. There's no enchantment. That's the scripture. There's no enchantment against Jacob. No divination against Israel. No divination. So you see, when, when I respond to those things and I'm bouncing, I am not bouncing on my emotions. I'm bouncing on the word of God. My confidence at that time, that strength is coming from the word of God. There's no enchantment again. That means when you go anywhere, you chant my name. It cannot work. There's no enchantment. And it says no divination against Israel. You cannot go and see a diviner about me. When you sit down, the diviner will tell you, carry your wahala, go. Am I talking to somebody here? That becomes your consciousness. That becomes the things you say. You become a babbler. You become a babbler. You come a babbler. They said, oh, they are going to take you poor to court. They will finish you. They mean, oh, yeah. no, no weapon from the gates we shall prosper. You understand? You know, sometimes some people think that um, nothing should happen to you at all. No, they said no weapon that is formed. That means the weapon must be formed. And just know that because it's a formed weapon, it is tailor-made for you. He said no weapon that is fastened, that is formed against you shall prosper. Then he says, the weapon will be formed. They will shoot the weapon. He said, but it will not prosper in the thing it went to do. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. He said, and every tongue, every tongue that rises against you in judgment, he said, you shall condemn. Anybody who speaks against you, you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, every tongue that has risen against me in judgment, I condemn that tongue. Yes. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. Someone say no weapon. No weapon. I'm saying no weapon. All of you are sitting down because you know no weapon has come to you. So you say no weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. These are things that you will say in your spirit. No weapon. You wake up at midnight. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. You can even add it to one of your names. You say I am Pastor Enoch. No weapon. No weapon. I said, no weapon. No weapon. I said, oh, there's this uncle of yours who is very, very uh, diabolical. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. No weapon. Someone look you in the face say, like, this is you. I will deal with you. No weapon. Hey! No weapon. Fasten against me shall prosper. You become a babbler, professional babbler. You start talking like that. 
you are talking 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 has caught you you are what you know you know this babbling i'll show you two sides two sides of it two sides of it i'll show you two sides of the babbling matthew chapter 9 kadagaya kadagaya this week this is your assignment everything you've learned first week this week you create an hour of talking babbling not, not just tongues not just tongues if you are not sure of what you will say write them down use tonight to write down i am an employer of labor i'm not waiting to finish nss and be begging for job You know, as I'm saying this, someone will be sitting down, you know, this pastor, you know. You ought to really take it easy because you know the economy is about Kai. 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 Let me tell you this. Don't follow what I'm, I'm come to say. Don't follow exactly what I, I did. Because you need to be at a certain realm to do it. Don't follow it. But I'm, I'm not in any way saying NSS is bad. It's not. It's good. Serve the nation. Alright. But when I finished SS, my mother said. If you don't do it, you will not get a job. Nobody will employ you. I said, because of what you have said, I don't do it. Yes, if I don't do it, I will not get a job. But if I don't do it, I can employ people in my company. Three years time, I employ people in my company. You know, sometimes call people's bluff. For example, there was a time... I had something like twist, like a little rasta. Not that I was not born again, I was very saved. And somebody told me, if you keep this kind of hair, if you go and look for a job, nobody will give it to you. I said, I'm not planning to look for a job. I will keep the hair. I will employ people who have done correct haircuts. They will sit there in the office. When I come to the office, I say, hello, how are you guys doing? I called their bluff. <laughs> Sakatabaye. I don't like those things. Don't tell, don't tell me I cannot do it. Don't tell it. Don't tell me. It's not consistent with the scriptures. He said, I can do all things. Mm, but pastor, please, where's the money? That is not the problem. Don't start looking at what money will I use to do the capital. You are looking at the wrong thing. Oh, I could share testimonies and testimonies with you. You are looking at the wrong thing. You think, you think, you need money to start the company. You don't need money to start the company. You need to change. And when you change, do what I'm saying. So I began to write right from when I was on campus. I began to write. I'm going to make impact in this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to. Everything I, I wrote, everything has happened. When I write it like that, I wake up 5 a.m. on campus. I wake up 5 a.m. I begin to say it. I'm an employee of labor. I'm a giver in hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm a giver. Uh, I'll be saying it. 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 I, I, man, 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 man. I'll be saying these things on campus. And my, my, my roommates will be asleep. They'll be asleep. I'll be saying it. Sometimes I'll say it and I'll just feel this vibration in my tummy. I'll say, yes, it's working. You know, you say it, it will be as though nothing is happening. Ladies and gentlemen, believe me, you have to be a babbler. Let me say, let me show you this. I said, I'm going to show you. There are two sides of the babbling. Matthew chapter 9. When you are not sure of what to say, this is what you start with speaking and singing in tongues. You see? Say, oh, pastor, my voice is not nice. That's not what you are looking for. Solomon, Choir, I want to tell you something. Now, don't only lead worship here with just English. When you sing English more, sing in tongues. Let the congregation learn to sing in tongues. Because it's in the Bible. He said, I will sing in the understanding. He said, I will sing with the Spirit also. So, it's not only praying in tongues and praying as... How's this, by the way? So you 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 sing in a, in English. It, it has to be a culture here. 
That here, yeah, you know that when we sing English, I will go definitely past the tongue side. He said, Lemon, Tilemon, Skelemon, Ilema Sunte, Ilema Sunte, Ilema Sunte, Ilema Sunte. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Ilema Sunte, Ilema Sunte, I'm helped by God. Ilema Sunte. Then you begin to babla, babla. Then people will be looking at you. What's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with this guy? I'm an employer of labor. I don't know why I keep saying that. That means there are employers of labor in this place. Ah. He says, I am standing on the hope. <laughs> Though the tides may come. <laughs> I am my trust. Only I am standing. <laughs> I am standing on the Dancing on the There's a testimony I want you to share, a very quick one, so that they understand something. You see, the word of God that comes from here is very potent. Sometimes people just don't. When you said I was prophesying to Pastor Eric, and you heard it, and he's a pastor of Christ in Sumania. Share, share quickly. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity. So we're in service, and you were prophesying to Pastor Eric, and um, with the Bible principles, I know that. As long as you can hear the prophecy, mm. you can grab it. Mm. 
So I took the prophecy, and it didn't take long. I got about 250 ladies that the prophecy to him was that, was that there'll be more ladies in his be, church. You have a lot of ladies in his church, yes, please. And you collected the prophecy. And I collected the prophecy. So I'll bring the evidence which I've discussed with you. So they'll be, they'll be right here very soon. We're actually preparing to come and see you, sir. The prophecy did not come to him. He said he knows the Bible principle. Once you hear it, once it's within your hearing range, it can be for you. You see, in the spirit, violence is the way. That's the way. Let me tell you this. It will not take long. You're going to build your own hospital. Yes. A miracle is going to happen and a, 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 an opportunity will open for you. Watch out. Watch out for it. I want to say this because I want to prophesy to some people quick, 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 quick. Alright? So that when I present someone, don't say, oh, they didn't call me. You are not violent. Listen, okay, this one, let me let me throw it open. I see a fleet of shops. A fleet of shops. And one person has it here. A fleet. Shops. No, something's going on. Something's going on. Somebody here, you 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 lost your dad, and ever since you lost your dad, the the inheritance that is due you, there has been a lot of contention on it, and it has not come to you. It has been released. It has been released. It has been released. There's a release. It's a release. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. Pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost ministry to you. The Holy Ghost ministry to you. There's a grace for new businesses. There's a grace for new businesses.